Welcome to our fourth Christianity A to Z podcast. Thank you for joining us again today. I am here with Pete Woodcock, who is the senior pastor of Cornerstone Church, and Ben, one of our assistant pastors. My name is Tom Sweetman. I'm an assistant pastor as well. Um, If you are watching this on YouTube, then you can like and subscribe and hit the bell to make sure that you get notified whenever we release another one of these. You can also go onto our church website, cornerstonechurchkingston.org. You can find sermons and other resources uh, to help you in your faith. And uh, today we are looking at uh, the devil because we are on letter letter D. So, um, Pete, you're going to um, share a verse with us, which just which just to start with helps us understand who the devil is and something of his of his. Yeah. Nature. So G- Jesus is in the middle of a conversation with religious leaders. It's all they're accusing him of being of the devil and all of that sort of stuff. But Jesus, um, in his reply, uh, shows us the main characteristics I think of the devil. Um, And this is in John chapter 8 and verse 44. He says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's uh, desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, Hmm. not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So the two big characteristics of of the devil is that he is a liar, the father of lies. When he lies, that's his native language. It's an amazing sort of image, isn't it? And that he is a murderer. He's about destruction and death. And um, and those things are going to be around him. Mm. Lies and death, Mm. lies and death. And that's what we should watch out in Mm. many ways, isn't it? And just extraordinary that Jesus would accuse those religious people of being the offspring of one like that. Yeah, well, you know, because that, they're listening to lies about who Jesus yeah. is. They're not. They're not understanding the scriptures, so they're listening to lies. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're in many ways good people, mm. um, but because they're listening to lies about who Jesus are, mm. and uh, they want to kill Jesus. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, murderers yeah. and liars. Yeah. 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 Other things, Ben, that we know about the devil from the Bible. Uh, yeah, just that we're we're told we are told about him. First mm. of all, God doesn't keep him a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants us to be warned uh, of who he is, um, and uh, we even have the account, don't we, in Genesis of 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 fr- from the beginning of that that passage we just had read. Uh, he's a, he's a liar and a murderer from the beginning, and we have that account from the beginning, and we see we see his lie and the way he hates and wants to deconstruct and we've just we've just been introduced to god as well in genesis one haven't we he's he's the god of life and love mm-hmm. uh who, who speaks truth and beauty mm-hmm. uh and then comes in this father of lies who brings destruction and mm-hmm. false falsehood mm-hmm. yeah i think um i think it's interesting and you can trace that whole theme throughout the bible can't you of the lies and the murder um we don't know an awful lot about the actual origins of the devil do we we're not we're, really, not, we're no. not told a huge amount about where he came from and what was exactly there are happened, some suggestions you know, and people you know. take sort of isaiah and the falling of lucifer and yeah. so forth mm. as him and uh, there's sort of arguments over mm. that but yeah you're right mm. we don't know too much mm. what we do know is that he was there in the garden of eden yeah. and he was manipulating and distorting the word of god mm. because mm. that's what he does mm. yeah he's not um what we also know is that he's not equal or on par with god yes he's a creature yeah. He's a creature. He has been made. Uh, he's, he's not omnipotent or omnipresent. Mm. A lot of people have this idea of him being everywhere mm. and behind every evil thing. Mm. Uh, but because he's created, he's not like God in 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 all of those different ways. Mm. So he can only be in one place at one time. Mm. And 
um, is not sort of Jesus is equal. Mm. That That's really important, isn't it? Because there is a kind of, um, you know, a thought in particularly, I think, in Eastern thinking of, of dualism, mm. where you have God and Satan, and they're basically equal and opposite forces or yeah. good mm. and evil. And, um, you know, what one day one might be winning and the other day another might be winning. And you're never quite sure how the story is going to end. Yeah. Um, which doesn't say much for for God, but it's also very um, pastorally difficult well, to work it, with. That, isn't, isn't that the st- isn't that gonna... the Star Wars philosophy? Mm. Light isn't side it? and dark side. There's light side and dark, dark side, yeah. sort of fighting each other, mm. isn't there? Mm. Yeah, and it's always sort of in the balance. I think I think the other thing is that a lot of people, when they hear about, you know, I mean, he's called quite a few names, isn't he? Mm. You know, Satan and Lucifer and uh, Father of Lies and the Devil and um, uh, and those sort of names. But I think people have this medieval idea or this um, Exorcist film idea that you know he's got horns on his head and. there's a sort of joke version of him, isn't there? And then there's a sort of violent, frightening, mm. horror film uh, sort of a caricature of mm. him. Mm. And of course, if he turned up like that, you know, we would all know, wouldn't mm. we? And think, whoa, you know. But the great thing about a liar is that they that they, they know how to lie. You know, a liar mm. doesn't say the most extraordinary... Well, they can do, but they don't just say the most extraordinary, obvious mm. untruth. Mm. They manipulate and uh, and add and cause doubt mm. to the truth, don't mm. they? They do. Yeah, I think that's really that that's really important to pick up on because we're not just dealing with the bizarre stuff of horror films here. Um, let let me just because as you said that, let me just bring in this this quote. Um, from a book I've read recently, which I would really recommend by a chap called David Paulison, who's gone to be with the Lord now. But uh, the last book that he wrote was called Safe and Sound, and it was about spiritual warfare. And he picks up on some of the things that you were just saying when he describes the devil. Uh, It's a bit of a longer quote, but quite helpful, I think. He says, the evil one is not the primary actor, but he does not only appear when something unusually strange or evil is going on. The real devil is utterly normal. And his role is fully integrated into daily life. Mundane evil is the devil's business. At the same time, scripture never puts Satan and his activities front and centre. God puts people and our relationship to him and each other front and centre. But then, just often enough so you don't forget, he lifts the curtain and says, by the way. And gives you a glimpse of what's happening backstage. Um, now, there is there are loads of helpful thoughts in <laughs> yeah, that. But, that's true. Um, I think the... That is that is an interesting thing, isn't it? That when you read through the Bible, um, if Satan is this liar and murderer in the beginning, who is uh, you know infecting the world with mm. his anti-God, anti-Christ ideology, why don't we hear more about him? And uh, you know what he's saying is here is that because actually that is not front and set, that is not the great story that God is writing. Mm. It's about Christ and Christ's people and how Christ's people relate. That's the story God is telling. Mm. But just so we don't forget, occasionally he'll give us a little something to say, uh, by the way, there is a serious spiritual dimension yeah. to your ordinary life. And this this mundane evil is really interesting because it's in some ways it's quite shocking that when you get to verses like 1 Timothy, where Paul is just talking about the qualifications for an overseer, he's saying things that are very normal, you know, that he shouldn't be a lover of money, that he must manage his family well, that he should have a good reputation with outsiders. And then all of a sudden, he must not be a recent convert or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. Um, in other words, you know, you know, if this man becomes proud... He is going to fall into the devil's trap. But the point of that is to show how integrated 
um, the devil's lies are with ordinary life, like yeah. managing your house and mm. what you do with your money. And um, so it's not the bizarre, is it? It's, no. it's utterly normal yeah. in, in one sense. And, and sometimes almost swings the other way on the pendulum. So it's not the uh, just he's out to eat you alive and attack you. Um, there is the mundane sort of uh, side, but then also he appears as a friend quite often in scripture. Mm. So in the Garden of Eden, he he comes to Adam and Eve, doesn't he? Almost as a friend saying, mm. look, I've got mm. the inside scoop here. I can offer yeah. you something. Yeah. And to Jesus as well, like bow to me, you know, I'll mm. give you. So he, he doesn't just come threatening all the time either, but it's... Um, uh, yeah, almost as a hooded friend. I mean, where he's clever in that, yeah, absolutely. Where he's clever in, in the Garden of Eden, uh, he, because he's clever and we've got to be careful. So we can't, we've got to be careful that we think we can outwit him. Yeah. So there are, there, there, yeah, you're absolutely right, everything you say, but, but you know, be careful mm. because he might even fool mm. and deceive the elect. Mm. And so, and he, he's prowling around like a roaring lion. So there is a reality mm. to him. Mm. So let's be let's be careful with him. That's what we're saying. But what he does in the in the Garden of Eden it, it, it is is interesting, isn't it? He he turns he 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 makes them he makes them doubt that God said what he said. Uh, um, he makes God out to be a meanie, ungenerous. Would God really? say that sort of stuff. Oh, he's keeping you from that tree, mm. even though he's given you all the trees in the garden, but he picks on the one that God said don't eat of, and therefore he's not that generous. Look, uh, that sort of stuff. So he belittles God's generosity. Mm. But I think the interesting thing is he, 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 he makes them look, and the eye takes over the, the hearing yeah. because they'd been given specific laws by God, not to eat of that that tree in the middle of the garden, but He makes them look, mm. and it actually specifically says um, they looked and saw that it was pleasing to the eye. And often Satan works uh, in in the lying by making us see things, mm. the desire of the heart. We see that woman that we shouldn't be looking at and we're drawn towards her, or we see the thing that we want and we can't afford, and we're drawn to stealing it. Mm -hmm. um, that's often how he works, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and he presents it and says, look how sort of good it looks. It is pleasing to your eye. Yeah. Um, and in that way, he, he's he's almost, yeah, as I said, he's almost putting an arm around our shoulder saying, mm -hmm. come on, like, let me help you here, um, which is quite scary in, in the world we're in now. I mean, go back maybe 20, 30 years or whatever, and it was quite different. We were much better at being self-disciplined then, but now it's like whatever your heart wants is the celebrated thing, isn't yeah. it? What What is pleasing to your eye? Well, you mm -hmm. should go after that. Yeah. So we, we're, in, we're in a world that is more sort of alongside him now aren't we yes. our society almost it's follow, it's, what it's, he it's says. follow your desire rather yeah. than listen to a command yes mm. yeah mm. yeah because who is who is god to say that yeah. i should do this or not do this exactly. or whatever yeah i want to be me how can mm. he define who i am and what and, I should and do? that's what his thing is with adam and eve in the garden it is you will be like god mm. yeah you will make up your decisions of what what, what is right and what is wrong yeah that's the huge thing mm. that satan's mm. always doing yeah. it's over to you you make up your mind you're yeah. god you yeah. will be like god mm. yeah. and and yet god said we've been made 
like God in every way we should, except mm. we are creatures and we should be under his word. Mm. Mm. But he's saying, no, 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 you want to be above his word. You make up your word. Yeah. And, the, and in doing that, he is, he's like a God mimic, isn't he? Or a yeah. God ape. You know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's um, not just claiming to know more than God, but to, to be God himself. That if you listen to me and listen to what I say, then you will be satisfied. Then you will know the truth. So he, he wants us to think of himself as the satisfier, the truth provider, mm. um, and to take the place of God. And he wants to turn us into God mimics as well. He wants to convince us that we too can be God mm. and the source of our own truth and the source of our own satisfaction. Um, so all of that, all of that is going on. I mean, and you I remember- get, sorry, you get that very, yeah. very, very clearly in the book of Revelation, mm. where where Satan comes in or the devil comes in. And he mim- he can only mimic. He can. He- this is the thing about uh, the devil. He he's not a creator. No. So he can only take uh, what God creates and distort mm. and twist. So you know, uh, sex. Uh, God God created sex. Sex is really good, but it's the devil that. He can't create sex, but he perverts it and mm. twists it and mm. turns mm. it. Mm. And you've got this in the book of Revelation where he's, uh, you've got this whole business of a, of a false trinity uh, that, that, that the world is going to worship. And it's very, very, I mean, yeah. I can't go into all the details, but it's very, very clear how he's uh, trying to have a substitute Holy mm. Spirit. He's trying to have a substitute father. Mm. He's trying to have a substitute savior. And uh, everything is a substitute yeah. and mimicking God so that we don't worship the real God. Yeah, that's really helpful. I remember your sermon series in that. It was very, very helpful. It even sort of disarmed some of the, the, the more mysterious things about Satan that people are afraid of. Like the number 666, as an example, yeah. is exactly... I mean, when you understand biblical sort of language and numbers, seven is God's number, isn't it? Mm. And so 666 is not God, not God, not God, mm. you know, uh, tries to mimic, you know, holy, 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 666, mm. but not God, not God, not mm. God. And that is, um, is that rather than something to be afraid of, it's something to almost mock him by and, and say, mm. you are not who you're trying to be. Mm. You uh, will never be. God mm, yeah. Um, yeah that's really helpful so what we're saying here is that, that you know we mustn't have this kind of uh, misunderstanding of the devil that it, it's just for the bizarre and the horror, horror movies his mm. his lies and his god apery and his murderous desires are so integrated into our lives um, and I think maybe that's what Paul means in Ephesians 2 when he talks about him being the prince of the air mm. um, because although God this is God's world and God is sovereign over his world there's a sense and I know you've used this uh, metaphor before Peter of being it's like passive smoking isn't yeah. it living here in the sense that it's his world in the sense that we're breathing in his lies all the time yeah you know and like passive smoking you know if we're not careful we, we can't help but be corrupted and hurt by that um and we've know. got to watch out for that mm. because we will passive smoke the lies of satan mm. and so i think that's why jesus um you know in that little uh, uh parable um that he gives of, of of a strong man and a stronger man and and he, he talks about this man is is tied up and, uh, and, and and a strong man is possessing the house, as it mm. were. Mm. And you need a stronger man, which I think is Jesus, to come in mm. and to yeah. beat the strong yeah. man up yeah. and to set this man free. You've got that sort of picture that Jesus gives mm. 
in this parable. I mean, I've not told it exactly right, no, but, you know, but, yeah. but it's mm. that sort of image. Yeah. He is a strong man. He is lying to us. We are passive smoking in his lies, and he lies to us mm. from the day we're born to the day we mm. die. He lies to us about how the world got here. He lies to us about what uh, is important in life. He lies to us about um, uh, uh, what happens after life, death, he lies to us about religion. He lies to us about ourselves. Mm -hmm. He's constantly lying. And that's the smoke of the air, if you mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And that's why, uh, in one sense, um, uh, we, we've got to take this very seriously because we then need the truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. We need the truth. What, what is it? The thing that can, can save us from Satan is the truth. Mm -hmm. And, of course, mm -hmm. Jesus says, I am the mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. That's that's good. Let's move, let's move. Let's keep keep there now and think about how. So we talked a bit about who Satan is, who the devil is, how he works. Let's talk about how, as as Christian people, we we actually live in this world with all the things that we've said and what we need to know. And so perhaps in a minute we could talk about you know how we put on the armor of God, for instance, how we resist. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the first thing we need to know is, is that he is a he is a defeated enemy. Yeah. Um, he, he one day he will be a destroyed enemy yeah. when Jesus returns, but he has been through the cross and the resurrection completely disarmed and defeated. Um, Christ has made a spectacle of him. Yeah. Christ has triumphed over him because the very things that he could use to condemn us, mm. our sin, yeah. has been nailed to a cross. Jesus has taken us, uh, taken it. He's been raised, and we have been declared innocent, not guilty. So, although in one sense Satan does have a legitimate claim over us. We are. We do deserve to die. We do deserve to go to hell. We do. Uh, we have sinned against God. Christ mm. has said, "Yeah, all it's mine. Mm. I'm paying for all of that." And He's risen. So He's He is He has made a spectacle of the devil, and that means that we need to know that in our battle against Satan and the dark forces. Hundred percent need to know that because yeah. because He's always telling you you've sinned again. Yeah, you failed. The accuser of the and, brothers, and he's called he? yeah. that's another name for him yeah. isn't it he that he's the accuser mm. of 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 the brothers and sisters mm. uh, accusing us day and night mm. but the blood of christ has mm. dealt with that and you've got to keep reminding yourself of that mm. yeah mm. so with that how else knowing that he's a defeated enemy soon to be destroyed what other um you know tips might be the wrong word but what other strategies can we employ to to live in this world where there is lies and yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, so you mentioned the armor of God. Um, one of the, the pieces of the armor is the belt of truth, isn't it? Mm. So it's, it's knowing the scriptures and knowing what God has truly said. Uh, it is interesting in the Garden of Eden when the, the snake comes to the woman and he asks her the question, um, did God really say? She kind of gives an answer which has a bit extra added to it, doesn't she? So she she adds this bit in that says, and you must not touch it or you will die. Mm. Um, so she's not she's not quoting exactly the words God has said back to this snake. Um, and in the wilderness, when Jesus is being tempted, he sort of the same interaction yeah. happens with him. Yeah. But he knows the scriptures and replies with the scriptures um, and completely disarms the, the devil uh, in that sense, because he's trying to say um you know turn turn these stones into bread and jesus knows mm. the truth mm. which is that you know man cannot live on bread alone mm. actually we need every word that comes from the mouth yeah. of god so what you're telling me is 
uh, won't satisfy me. You're trying to just satisfy my stomach, you know, um, mm. and get behind me, Satan. You only have the the, uh, the things of, of man in mind, mm. whatever it is, um, not not the um, thoughts of God, mm. not the things I, of God. I think that's really, really helpful because in that, as you say, he actually quotes the Bible, the devil. Yeah. So the Bible, the devil does know the Bible, but as Eve added mm-hmm. to the word of God and therefore takes away from it, yeah. Because this seems to be a totally unreasonable. I'm not even allowed to look at the thing, you yes. know, uh, or touch it, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Satan quotes the scriptures and doesn't follow on in the quote. Yeah, and you find this actually with all the cults and stuff. Very often, so I remember a cult expert telling me years and years ago, uh, if you want to, when you're dealing with the cults, when they open up the Bible, you know, like the Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm. That's what I mean by cults. Um, they'll they'll quote a verse. Don't panic read the verse they quote and just read on a little bit more <laughs> and you'll find the answer yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that and and that's nearly always true yeah. and and satan he 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 does half a quote mm. and then jesus comes back and fully quotes he puts it in its in its uh, context and that's what we've got to learn to do so he's clever Mm. so let's not think that we're more powerful than him mm. he manipulates the scripture by as you say adding words or subtracting words mm-hmm. not quite getting it right yeah yeah and i think what you just did ben i don't know if you realized it was was exactly the way to put that belt of truth on so yep. you were preaching it to yourself um yeah. you know and in that you were taking stuff and saying you know you need to do this i need to do this and that you know we we, we are likely to fall if we if we think that there's no active element required of us you know we do mm-hmm. need to know the truth and proclaim the truth to ourselves and mm-hmm. and proclaim the truth to one another mm. um you know you think about those scenes in, in in films when they're they're getting ready for the big the big conflict or the big battle they often need each other's help to put the armor on yeah. don't they you know in order to get your shield in the right place and and yeah. uh, that's that's how the church functions yeah. in some ways we 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 clothe each other in yeah. the armor of god so that we stand as a as a as a one you know any any, I mean, I know next to nothing about military <laughs> techniques and tactics, but you know, even I know that if you try and go alone, you're going to struggle. You yeah. have to stay as a unit and a, you know, a battalion, don't you, in order to protect yeah. each other. Um, we often, we often hear, don't we, that Adam's sin here was his silence and his reticence to step in and sort of correct and preach to Eve and say, mm. no, that isn't what God said. Let me remind you what God mm. has said. Mm. Um, and so that's why we do need each other. Because sometimes, mm. I, I mean, it's ironic. A, a minute ago, I was trying to quote scriptures and I couldn't quite remember them. But it, um, if I was sort of struggling in that sense, someone could step in and say, this is what the scripture says. Mm. Uh, let me remind you of it because mm. I know you're under attack here. But let me be clear. And I suppose that's also as preachers, it's our, an added responsibility that we faithfully preach what Scripture says mm. so that when people turn away and, and go into the world, they... Mm. Oh. <laughs> There's a timer. There's a timer. <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, so w- it's our responsibility because people are going to be facing, sort of making their stand against Satan. Yeah. They need to know the word of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Well, just to pick up on that preaching preaching point, I think... You know, we have to keep preaching the gospel, don't we? Because, um, you know, as you were talking there, I was thinking of Paul where he says, you know, um, that the devil has blinded the eyes and the minds of unbelievers that they cannot see the glory of God in the face of Christ. You know, mm-hmm. there there is a sense in which he's blinded people yeah. that they cannot see I mean, the it, glory of Christ. I mean, and only the, preaching is going to open. Yeah, and the, I mean, this always amazes us, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, because when... Because we're not claiming to be better than anybody else. Mm. We're just claiming that the Lord opened blind eyes. Absolutely. And 
now we see Christ, we are staggered mm. that people won't look to him. Mm. And I, I actually think, sorry, if you go to the cult, if you go to something like, um, uh, you know, what's that big Hollywood one? that Scientology. Yeah, Scientology. Um, yeah. If you seriously look at Scientology... It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's it's just stupid. It does not make mm. any sense whatsoever. Mm. And yet you have highly intelligent people that would follow it. You can only say there's a Satan, mm. there's there's a devil, because their minds, how can you? Or even Mormonism, you know. Mm. I mean, there are some religions that make a bit of sense yeah. <laughs> and they're sort of something logical with internal yeah. logic. Yeah. But Mormonism <laughs> is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. And then you have to say, there's got to be a Satan there. But even sort of more than that, just the average person that doesn't see the beauty in Christ, his words are extraordinary. Take the Sermon on the Mount. We're doing a series in that at the moment. The words are extraordinary. They explain the world. They explain us. They explain our own hearts. They clearly explain God. There's a consistency and a beauty and a, a way of saying things that are just magnificent, mm. yeah, mm. and people can't see the beauty in Christ, mm. Mm. Um, then there has to be a devil. Mm. I think I think that's really helpful, isn't it? The seeing the beauty, seeing the beauty of the truth, because as we've we've touched on, the devil knows stuff about God. You know, he knows there is only one God. Mm. Um, when he comes to Jesus, uh, the demons say, "Have you come to torture us before the appointed time?" So they know there is a time when Jesus, the Judge, is going to condemn them forever. They know quite a lot of stuff about God, mm. but it's not beautiful to them it's not um they don't love it and mm. uh, that's what we need to pray because we can't do that can we we no. know god did that in our hearts and that's why we must pray as we teach that that the lord would open people's eyes to the beauty uh, and the and the knowledge of god um so all of those things are, are really important any any other any last closing well, thoughts i, I, I um, think We've said it, but it's worth knowing because because when Paul talks about the armor of God mm. that Ben was sort of uh, bringing up the belt of truth, he says, "Put on the full armor," and then he says, "So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes." Mm. So I think there are schemes of the devil, and he's not he's as I say he he's not a creator, he's not even very imaginative, Satan. And you'll find that his schemes and his ways of doing things are always the same. Mm. So it's worth us looking at the scriptures, seeing how he tempted Adam and Eve in the garden, and working out his schemes, the way he, he the pattern of his schemes, the, of his lies. Uh, and I think when you know that, it's very helpful mm -hmm. for you to... I don't think you can just uh, resist him by knowing that. No. You need to put the armour of God on, as you were saying. Yeah. We need to look to God and uh, for help in this. Mm. But it's always worth knowing the enemy. Ah, the way the enemy comes is he does he does this. Yeah. This yeah. is how he comes to me. Yeah. Therefore, I know that I must put yeah. on the armour of God. Yeah. Do you think, I know I just said about closing thoughts, but I'd just be interested to get yeah. your opinions on, on on this perhaps briefly, just as people, just as, you know, as, you know, both, both preachers. And do, do you think that, um, do you think that uh, there, there might be a nervousness in us to talk about the realities of these things? Because the secular age we live in, mm. the only things that are real are the things you can see, taste, touch, smell. You know, the idea of a spiritual world mm. Um, you know, Jesus is okay because there's a sense in which he's a historical 
figure and uh, you know we can we can we can preach him but do you think we're less confident about talking about this stuff because it just sounds so weird to our age and therefore we lose confidence and perhaps we actually you know do people a disservice by not explaining this stuff um i don't know do you I th- do you sort of feel that or i think yes but sorry ben, yeah. go on. <laughs> um i was i was just thinking of paul going to um uh just going among the gentiles um and speaking to them in a language that they could kind of understand and say i've, I've looked around at your gods um and i think that if we were in maybe somewhere like Brazil, which is hyper-spiritualized and the devil is sort of a public, almost like a public entity, Mm. um, you probably should actually call him out and and say, um, I think that what we do largely is we talk about, um, we talk about like the love of money, don't we? And uh, lust, and we talk about the things that the devil presents to us because that's what people will see. um, And that's what people will identify as well. They'll go, oh yeah, no, I do have that in me. so so I think we don't ignore him because scripture doesn't ignore him, mm. neither does Jesus. But actually Jesus, you know, the, the Beatitudes will not mention him, but will mention, sorry, and the, not just the Beatitudes, but the Sermon on the Mount, mm. um, won't mention the devil, but will, will mention adultery, won't he? And murder. Mm. Mm. And he'll talk about the things that Satan presents to us because those are the things that we, no one can argue about that. Mm. You can argue about whether the Satan exists or not, mm. but you, you can look at another man in the eye and say, you know, you've committed adultery mm. because of the way that you've looked at other women. Mm. Um, and so in that instance, you go straight to the heart of the matter. Mm. So that's good, isn't it? Because we're not ignoring, we mustn't ignore, but as, as Paulus says here, you know, uh, God puts people and our relationship to him and to each other front and center. Um, so that should be our emphasis, shouldn't yeah. it? Um, uh, yeah. But it's still, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think that's a brilliant answer, Ben, but I, I think also, you know, Paul does talk about behind every idol, Mm. Um, yeah. is is a demon, and so I did this. I mean, it's, it's Lewis, isn't it, that says, you know, that, that there's that Satan's dealt with often in two ways. You know, that, that, that there's Satan under the bed, there's Satan everywhere. <laughs> we're, we're 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 always going on and on. There's the madman that's always talking about it, and then the other way, and, and that belittles it, that belittles him and the power. And then the other way is to completely mm. ignore that and mm. believe that he doesn't exist. Mm. I mean, they're two of Satan's lies. Mm. Let's make him omnipresent. Let's mm. make him not present at all. Mm. And so we've got to watch it. Mm. I think, it, you know, Christianity is is a supernatural yeah. uh, um, thing. It's not just believe a set of doctrines, is it? It's a spiritual God-opening, blind, dead eyes. You know, and people are... Put it in the words of Bob Dylan, we're blinded by the devil, born already ruined, stone cold dead as we step out of the womb. Mm. And that's our spiritual position. And we need God to resurrect us and to make us alive. Mm. And along with that is Satan lying to us, as we've mm. already done. So get him in perspective, mm. but don't don't um, don't ignore him. No. Mm. Mm. Well, I hope that is exactly what you're going to take away from this podcast um don't ignore him but let's get him in perspective and uh remember that christ has uh, has won the day uh thanks for tuning in we are going to be looking at another another doctrine uh next week the letter e and uh, as i said at the beginning you can uh, you can like subscribe you can listen to all of our resources uh, online